start reading at the reader may still ask 48 48 the reader may still ask Chris just get it working Fred would you go outside and test the sound See how it sounds on your phone out there? Timmy? Oh, um. Good evening, everybody. Welcome to the Fort Lauderdale Primary Purpose Big Book Study Groups. Um, let's get focused Duh. by having a uh, three-moment, three-minute moment of silent meditation, followed by the fog light prayer. Good evening, everyone. I'm a recovered alcoholic. My name's Doc H. And I'm a recovered alcoholic. My name's Mike Chase. Thanks for joining us tonight. We're going to start the meditation in a minute, so please take a moment to get situated. Um, please turn off your devices at home that are going to distract you. Go make sure the oven and stove is turned off. Uh, turn off your game players. Turn off ESPN. The dog, put out turn the off the news. <laughs> Stop watching. Said, so how do you expect them to behave at home? Give them some suggestions. We would we would suggest since this is a new and beautiful thing. These uh, these means they've been around a long time, but man, they were I, general service of electronic distribution. God has really pushed it forward. It's great, and we would suggest that you attend the meeting. That is by either sitting in a chair or sitting up and being dressed and acting as if your grand sponsor was there with you, with your, what, Bill? Big book. book. Thank yes. you. There you go. <laughs> um, our coffee area is closed. Feel free to do what you want. Try to stay focused in the meeting. Stay sitting up. Don't get too comfortable. Don't go into nap time. Chris, quit peeing on the coffee area. You said he could do anything. He's, yeah. your, he's your child, not okay. mine. Yeah, but he spends a lot of time with you. Did you already say please refrain from nope, disturbing that's your job. others? 
by talking or constantly getting up and sitting back down or texting or playing. Waving in the thing, uh, those annoying backgrounds on a roller coaster. Have you seen those in the Zoom meetings? (laughs) I sit there with a roller coaster going on there. For meditation, some suggestions are from the meditation master. Focus on your breath is a good idea. That's a simple one. Uh, Good posture is a simple one. Try maybe breathing in God and breathing out self. Take this time to get reconnected to God. Not that you can ever get reconnected, but we got a bunch of the craziness of the day that's blocking me from that connection. Let the craziness of the day drift away and ask God to help you stay focused on the step study. The purpose of meditation is to bring us into the... Now. Because where do we hardly spend... There is no now. There is no now. The moment. Quantum physics says there's no now, but there is the moment. Okay, what does AA say? The moment. AA says we're now. Yeah. Is it? Where? I just made it up. Oh, I think it says the moment. Okay. So uh, <laughs> everybody sit it might say the here. I would suggest don't cross your now? legs. That blocks okay. off the, the, the feng shui. So uncross your legs and make yourself comfortable. Uh, gentlemen, let's not forget it's mask time. Thank you. They get so forgetful. Ladies and gentlemen. Lady, lady and gentlemen. <laughs> All right, so we'll see you guys in three minutes. Enjoy your time with God. I know I'm going to.
Join in the fog light prayer. If you don't know it, just follow along. God, let your love shine through me like a fog light so those who are lost, sick, and dying can find your love through us. Speaking of lost, sick, and dying, we need one. We could use a joke from Joey tonight. So Joey jumps to his master joke thing. We'll have Joseph come on up. Joseph the jokester. I think he has a future in he has a, he has a tight 45 seconds. Thank you, yeah. <laughs> a tight 45. That is stolen from the internet, but we won't. Anyway. All right. Um, I am Joseph, Jokester the Joseph, or Joseph the Jokester, recovered alcoholic, and here's your joke for the day. This one is sponsored by alcoholism because hopefully you can relate. Um A man runs into a bar. Panting, he tells the barkeep, give me 10 shots of your best whiskey, quick. So the barkeep sets sets them up, and the man knocks them all back in seconds. Why are you drinking so fast, asks the barkeep. You drink fast, too, if you had what I have, says the man. Why, what do you have, asks the barkeep. Only 12 cents. <laughs> so, Joe, Joe, um, Doc, did you get that? I did. Okay, good. It took me a while to get that did, one. Too. Did I, I? No, I've uh, I drank fast <laughs> many a time. <laughs> so let's get prepared for our. I'm getting the, the phone system plugged in. By the way, so if somebody wants to call in during the com- the speaker time, we can. Let them do that. Let me plug this guy in over. I'm looking at now here, and there are a lot of nows, but not living in the direct. In, how about now in the Big Book Dictionary? Not living in the now. I don't trust people who write dictionaries. Okay, a thesaurus. Okay. Um, let's have our secretary report, and our secretary report tonight is going to be Fred's going to come into our secretary report. All right. Special guest star. Special guest, Far. Straight from Scrooby Doo, Fred. Good evening. My name is Fred, and I'm a recovered alcoholic. Hi, Fred. Hi, Fred. Can I take this off? This yeah, week? please. Um, in keeping with the seventh tradition, which states that every group shall be fully self-supporting, declining outside contributions. Send your contribution to your rate, your area inner group, your area general service, because they're really suffering because they're not getting the basket money. And, of course, buy a couple big books to help off New York. Sweet. As the baskets are going around virtually, I've asked Chris to read the recovery statement. Ooh, we read this notice to explain why many people in this group identify as recovered rather than recovering and what it exactly means to be a recovered alcoholic. My name is Chris. I'm a recovered alcoholic. Hola. Recovered. We are not cured of alcoholism. Recovered but not cured? 
That presents a conflict to some alcoholics. If we were cured, we would be able to drink responsibly. No, we are not cured. The allergic reaction to alcohol will remain with us for our lifetime. But we have been restored to sanity. That was the problem. The main problem of the alcoholic centers in his mind rather than in the body. That's page 23 in the big book. We are now sane where alcohol is concerned. Consequently, we have recovered. 1940-style big book sponsorship. From the 4th to the 2nd edition, Alcoholics Anonymous. Of alcoholics who came to AA and really tried, 50% got sober at once and remained that way. 25% sobered up after some relapses, and among the remainder, those who stayed on with AA showed improvement. What we've seen, felt, come to believe, and experience is that God has not changed over time, and neither should the sacred approach back to his loving arms. The statistics above suggest a 75% success rate. We have CDs, mugs, large print, big book, the little red books, and big book dictionaries for sale. We meet every Monday promptly at 7.15. We ask that you be courteous and ready to begin at the sound at the Road to Recovery tune. Yeah. That's new, huh? That's new, yeah. See you next week. And you can put those down below. Actually, get them out of the way. They're contaminated now. Fantastic. Did you, did you see that they should be switched face masks, but that wouldn't work because they'd contaminate each other, but he should have the, the boom, boom. From the four to the first edition, Alcoholics Anonymous. <laughs> we have Alcoholics Anonymous, more than 100 men oh, and yeah, women who right. have recovered from a seemingly hopeless state in mind. Show other alcoholics, Doc, precisely how we have recovered is the main purpose of this book and of this group. From there is a solution, <clears throat> also from the big book, Quote, the tremendous fact for every one of us is that we have discovered a common solution. We have a way out on which we can absolutely agree and upon which we can join in brotherly and harmonious action. This is the great news this book carries to those who suffer from alcoholism. So this is an open meeting. As such, all who have interest in alcoholism and the program recovery are welcome. Because this is an open meeting, you need not identify yourself nor your reason for being here. If you do not wish to do so, your anonymity we will protect. We ask that you protect ours. Can we have a show of uh, virtual hands of people joining us for the first time and then virtual fists of the recovered alcoholic? Yes, and if you're not recovered, I suggest you look for the folks who just raised their fists for recovery. It's always good to have a guide. While this is an open book, membership in this group is limited to those who wish to recover from alcoholism and have a desire to stop drinking for good and all. Each member of Alcoholics Anonymous is a potential sponsor of a new member and should clearly recognize the obligations, duties of such a responsibility. What's another word for sponsor? Mentor. And what, what does that imply? That implies passing one's wisdom, not knowledge, to a, a protege. And a protege is someone who's protected and trained by someone who knows protected, a little protected nice. and say, yeah, mm-hmm. sort of like a lion protecting her cubs. Oftentimes, does anybody need a big book? Okay, everybody who doesn't have a big book, raise your hand. We can get you. Would you, Fred? Would you run and grab him a book off the the hidden book storage facility? So before we begin our study, the big book, last week, week, before we began our study, the book last week, last week we reviewed Tradition 7. Tonight, let's take a quick look at Tradition 8. Please refer to the unabridged big book, the big monster one, page 562-ish, and the abridged big book, the little easy one to work with, page 177. And we have Bill doing that. He's going to come and give us a quick reading of the long form, the short form, and what it means to him. One moment, please. Hey, Siri, set an alarm for five minutes. 
Hi, my name is Bill, and I'm a grateful recovered alcoholic. Uh, not to uh, dispute Mike, but we did six last week, and we're doing seven this week. We're all still canceled. I'm having some trouble with the connection. So, we've got Bill doing Tradition 7 tonight. Last week he did Tradition 6. Your Siri is gay. <laughs> Nothing wrong with that. Not that there's anything wrong with it. It's an observation. Am I on? You're on. Okay. Tradition 7. It states, every AA group ought to be fully self-supporting, declining outside contributions. And in the long form, it says, the AA groups themselves ought to be fully supported by the voluntary contributions of their own members. We think that each group should soon achieve this ideal, that any public solicitation of funds using the name of Alcoholics Anonymous is highly dangerous, whether by groups, clubs, hospitals, or other outside agencies. That acceptance of large gifts from any source, or of contributions carrying any obligation, whatever, is unwise. Then, too, we view with such concern, with much concern, those AA treasuries which continue beyond prudent reserves to accumulate funds for no stated AA purpose. Experience has often warned us that nothing can so surely destroy our spiritual heritage as futile disputes over property, money, and authority. Um, in my approach to these traditions, uh, what I've tried to do is talk about the spiritual underpinnings of these practical suggestions that we've gleaned from our AA experience. Not just our experience, but the observation of other organizations that have tried to do some of the things that these, that, that these traditions warn against and have, fa failed, have failed to exist like the Washingtonians. Uh, most of us came here to this fellowship uh, with, with an excess of ego being asserted in our lives. And AAs, uh, and I believe that ego is good uh, and God-given, but I think that it's used beyond its, its intended purpose. And what this program tries to do, it tries to acquaint us with our spiritual side, which many of us have dismissed or forgotten or lost the relationship with, so that we can then use that to balance out ego and guide us in a better direction. Uh, the purpose of AA groups is to help alcoholics uh, achieve sobriety from alcoholism through spiritual enlightenment and guidance by working the steps. Uh, what this talks about is no outside contributions. Money happens to be a very temporal kind of uh, commodity. And uh, with it becomes a lot of ego and a lot of uh, uh, temptation to assert one's ego through money. So we, we decline any kind of outside contributions. We're being guided internally by Tradition 2, which says that a, that a loving God is what, is what guides us. So how am I doing? You've got 38 Five, seconds. 38 seconds? Don't, don't bring any money into AA unless it's out of your own pocket. Uh, utilizing uh, uh, money beyond the prudent reserve is a bad idea unless it's for a stated purpose uh, and uh, like 
books, you know, bring books to a, a, a prison or something like that. But accumulating too much then creates controversy over what do we do with it. Mm-hmm. And then there, here comes the ego again. We're good. Thank you for listening. Bill, have a seat. You're joining us tonight, please. I think next week you wear the tie. It's the magical red tie that bounces around. I have a whole bunch of ties, as you might imagine. Thanks, Bill. That was a wonderful... I wore a tie just to satisfy oh, Michael. Right. So in order for us three to stay focused as we study the big book, we use the big book study guide, which was prepared by Krusty Cliff of the Dallas Primary Purpose Group with a lot of help of one of our heroes, Joe and Charlie of the Big Book Comes Alive fame. That would be true. So tonight, I think we should choose Bill... Is going to be our reader, and we're going to begin reading on page 58-ish. 48. 48. 48. Everybody turn your page to 48. Next paragraph. After the page is run. Oh, I, I, for, I keep forgetting that I have more lines after uh, Bill speaks. Um, Line. Abandon yourself to God. Is that it? After the page is read. So, or I'm so unorganized. Uh, after the page is read, oh yeah, this explains what we're doing. Because the first time I participated, oh, that I didn't was know fun. what the hell we were doing. Yeah, you and, do well and though. I remembered I had done it like <clears throat> 28 years earlier. You know, it's cool how but it magically came it together. It's a really, it's a really good method. After the page, after Bill reads the page, we're going to ask questions from the podium, starting back at the page of 49 this time. Ish. The answers will be one sentence taken from what Bill read, unless otherwise specified. And multi-part questions are simply a one-sentence answer split up by commas, yay, semicolons, hyphens, and other fun bits of punctuation. Basically, in English, what Doc just tried to say is that we're going to be reading the book through from the podium by Bill. Then we're going to re-dissect that information a second time through a question-answer format. Notice how the language in the questions gives us new light which to consider the study material. This is important because hearing the question and rereading the content offers a definite way of comprehending the material covered after we've Completed the page, we open up for comments, questions, and observations based on what was just read, not on your cat or your, your jacuzzi. If you have spiritual experiences, spiritual experiences, with this information, you are not only free to share, you're encouraged to share. And that number... Do you have that phone number in your stack? Can somebody go in the secret storage containment center and see if that phone number's on the pieces of paper in there? We need those, possibly. Five, five, five. However, big book study's not therapy. Should you begin sharing about... It's not supposed to be. I thought all meetings were therapy. Get what you pay for. Should you begin sharing with topics... for Bill. ...which are appropriately discussed in a different, i.e. sponsorship setting. Please do not offend when we cut that conversation short. For that purpose, we have fellowship meetings before and after the study time. Bill, the doc. <laughs> your, your number to participate is 954-260-4760. And we'll have that phone call answered by our phone call answering person. 954-260-4760. You can never go wrong by commenting on the page that Bill's about to read, which brings us to the words of one of the co-founders of Alcoholics Anonymous, quote, sobriety, freedom from alcohol, through the teaching and practice of the 12 steps, 
is the sole purpose of any Alcoholics Anonymous group. Can our Zoom master put that phone number in the comments so people can find that number? And Fredster, who is our Facebook stir tonight, can you also take that phone number and we'll give you a piece of paper and put that in the Facebook so we got some people to call. We also have the legal amount of people in the room tonight, so if any of these people want to share, feel free. You know, we didn't just start on page 49 because we were bored. We started (laughs) 34 weeks ago on page zero in the forwards. The whole purpose of the forwards is to give us an introduction to the fellowship and the program's information, its successes, and in order to give you an idea of what you're getting yourself into. The doctor's opinion discusses the disease concept, discusses the solution, the problem, and how we get recovered from that. Bill's story brings alcoholism to life. They like to refer to that as a 12-step call in print. There's a solution, takes the forwards, the doctor's opinion, and Bill's story, and explains why a spiritual solution is necessary and how it kind of works. More about alcoholism takes all the information we've read before and puts it down in front of you. If you're one of us, you have no choice. You will drink if you don't have a spiritual experience. To give us examples of people who try their darnest to try the easier, softer way and fail, half measures availed us. Nothing. Nothing. Not a zip. So now we're into uh, we agnostics. Many people, including myself, came in here completely confused and confunculated concerning <laughs> spiritual matters, spiritual matters, society matters, what it meant to be anything. All my ideas about life were so messed up, prejudiced with old ideas and beliefs. It challenges us to think out of the box and to change our ideas and beliefs. So we've done a great job of getting to that point. So we're going to have Bill start reading right. on page 48. Was that quick enough for us that all? Was lovely. <clears throat> this is for Bill. So we're going to start on page 48. If you all want to go, turn to page 48. We'll get Bill started. Uh, just one quick note. Uh, if you've been with us so far... Can you far, sit down when you read? Why? Because your voice carries and causes echo when you stand up. You have such a... Booming voice. I was going to say, he's a great reader voice. He's got the best voice for we that. We should run him for Okay, all. if you've been with us so far up here, then, then on page 47, we, we, we took step two. And if you, if you could agree with that proposition, we're really trying to make a decision to take step three. It says, if, do I now believe or am I even willing to believe that there is a power greater than myself? Then you're at step two and you've, you're moving forward from there. It says here that the reader may still ask why he should believe in a power greater than himself. We think there are good reasons. Let us have a look at some of them. The practical individual of today is a stickler for facts and results. Nevertheless, the 20th century readily accepts theories of all kinds, provided they are firmly grounded in fact. We have numerous theories, for example, about electricity. Everybody believes them without a murmur of doubt. Why this ready acceptance? simply because it is impossible to explain what we see, feel, direct, and use without a reasonable assumption at a starting point. Everybody nowadays believes in scores of assumptions for which there is good evidence but no perfect visual proof. And does not science demonstrate that visual proof is the weakest proof? It is being constantly revealed as mankind studies the material world that outward appearances are not inward reality at all, to illustrate. The prosaic steel girder is a mass of electrons whirling around each other at incredible speed. These tiny bodies are governed by precise laws, and these laws hold true throughout the material world. Science tells us so. We have no reason to doubt it. When, however, we per- I, the perfectly logical assumption 
is suggested that underneath the material world and life as we see it, there is an all-powerful, guiding, creative intelligence. Right there, our perverse streak comes to the surface, and we laboriously set out to convince ourselves it isn't so. We read wordy books and indulge in windy arguments, thinking we believe this universe needs no God to explain it. Were our contentions true, it would follow that life originated out of nothing, means nothing, and proceeds nowhere. Instead of regarding ourselves as intelligent agents, spearheads of God's ever-advancing creation, we agnostics and atheists choose to believe that our human intelligence was the last word, the alpha and the omega, the beginning and the end, rather vain of us, wasn't it? Now we start the study portion, so this is what we're going to be asking questions on. We who have traveled this dubious path beg you to lay aside prejudice, even against organized religion. We have learned that whatever the human frailties of various faiths may be, those faiths have given purpose and direction to millions. People of faith have a logical idea of what life is about. Actually, we used to have no reasonable conception whatever. We used to amuse ourselves by cynically dissecting spiritual beliefs and practices when we might have observed that many spiritually minded persons of all races, colors, and creeds were demonstrating a degree of stability, happiness, and usefulness which we should have sought ourselves. Should have. Instead of looking at human defects of these people and sometimes use their shortcomings as a basis for wholesale condemnation, we talked of intolerance while we were intolerant ourselves. We missed the, re- the reality of the beauty of the forest because we were diverted by the ugliness of some of its trees. We never gave the spiritual side of life a fair hearing. In our personal stories, you will find a wide variation in the way each teller approaches and conceives of the, conceives of the power which is greater than himself. Whether we agree with a particular approach or conception seems to make little difference. Experience has taught us that these are matters about which, for our purpose, we need not be worried. They are questions for each individual to settle for himself. On one proposition, however, these men and women are strikingly agreed. Every one of them has gained access to, and believes in, a power greater than himself. Would you read that again? Each one of them has gained access to and believes in a power greater than himself. And just a side note, they are referring to the first members of Alcoholics Anonymous, whatever number that is, 67, 72, or 100. This power has, in each case, accomplished the miraculous, the humanly impossible. As, as a celebrated American statesman put it, let's look at the record. <clears throat> Here are thousands of men and women, worldly indeed. They flatly declare that since they have come to believe in a power greater than themselves, to take a certain attitude toward that power and to do certain simple things, there has been a revolutionary change in their way of living and thinking. In the face of collapse and despair, in the face of a total failure of their human resources, they found that a new power, peace, happiness, and sense of direction flowed into them. This happened soon after they wholeheartedly met a few simple requirements. Once confused and baffled by the seeming futility of existence, they show the underlying reasons why they were making heavy going of life. Leaving aside the drink question, they tell why living was so unsatisfactory. 
They show how the change came over them. When many hundreds of people are able to say that the consciousness of the presence of God is today the most important fact of their lives, they present a powerful reason why one should have faith. This world of ours has made more material progress in the last century than all the millennium which went before. Almost everyone knows the reason. Students of ancient history tell us that the intellect of men in those days was equal to the best of today. Yet in ancient time, material progress was painfully slow. The spirit of modern scientific inquiry, research, and invention was almost unknown. In the realm of the material, men's minds were fettered by superstition, tradition, and all, all sorts of fixed ideas. Some of the contemporaries of Columbus thought, the round, thought a round earth it preposterous. Others came near putting Galileo to death for his astronomical heresies. Amen. We asked ourselves this. Are not some of us just as biased and unreasonable about the realm of the spirit as were the ancients about the realm of the material? Even in the present century, American newspapers were afraid to print the account of the Wright brothers' first successful flight at Kitty Hawk. Had not all efforts at flight failed before? Did not Professor Langley's flying machine go to the bottom of the Potomac River? Was it not true that the best mathematical minds had proven man could never fly? Had not the people said God had reserved this privilege to the birds? Only 30 years later, the conquest of the air was almost an old story, and airplane travel was in full swing. But in most fields, our generation has witnessed a complete liberation of our thinking. Slow, show any longshoreman a Sunday supplement describing a proposal to explore the moon by means of a rocket, and he will say, I bet they do it. Maybe not so long either. Is not our age characterized by the ease with which we discard old ideas for new, by the complete readiness with which we throw away the theory or gadget which does not work for something new which does. So we're going to pause there because, boy, we got some great stuff in the next few pages. We're going to have to digest all by itself. So we're going to start the questions again. Ooh, how did I get so echoey? There we go. Let's bail stood up again, didn't you? There you go. <laughs> we're going to keep Bill sitting down. Let's put him on the podium mic, okay? When he's, uh, what's his? Let's keep him on the podium, Mike, when he's sitting down. Better for him there. Uh, so we're going to start at the instead of regarding ourselves question, which would be... On the top of page 50? Page 49. Uh, no, I think we said we were going to start asking questions. I'm going to start on 49. That's where I want to start. Okay. 49. What sh this is a two-part question. What should we consider ourselves? How do some of us consider others? Talk. Page 49, instead of regarding Instead of regarding, okay, instead of regarding ourselves as intelligent agents, spearheads of God's ever-advancing creation, we agnostics and atheists chose to believe that our human intel intelligence was the last word, the alpha, and the omega, the beginning and the end of all. Is that rather egotistical of us? <laughs> Rather vain of us, wasn't it? Comment, if we are so damn smart, why can't we stay sober? Well, knowledge doesn't keep us sober. Next paragraph. Two-part yeah, two question. Those of us who have been there and done it, 
What do we beg of the reader? And B, even against what? We who have traveled <clears throat> this dubious path beg you to lay aside prejudice even against organized religion. What have we learned? We have learned that whatever the human frailties of various faiths may be, those faiths have given purpose and direction to millions. Did we have a clue as to what it was all about? People of faith have a logical idea of what life is all about. Three-part question, Bill. How do we spend... <laughs> like the game show. Three-part question, <laughs> Bill, for the house. How do we spend some of our leisure hours? What could we have observed, and what should we have done? Actually, we used to have a reasonable conception, no reasonable conception, whatever. We used to amuse ourselves by cynically dissecting spiritual beliefs and practices when we might have observed that many spiritually-minded persons of all races, colors, and creeds were demonstrating a degree of stability, happiness, and usefulness which we should have sought for, for ourselves. And what God. would Homer say about that? I don't know. Homer, uh, Noob Noob would go, God damn. Homer would go, Doom Noob. Dumb. It. Next so, page. Wait, can I add this, please? Yeah, please. Recently, uh, my sweet daughter, who's a member of our club, uh, we were talking about one of the, oh. a New Age writer, right? A self-help New Age writer. That, and, and we as AA members, you know, especially <laughs> in the first few years, tend to latch on to the latest book and bring it into our thing. And you'll go to a meeting and you'll hear, you know, when I started, they were bringing in John Bradshaw books, right? About I, I walked out of a meeting once because it was the topic was uh, our inner child. Uh-huh. You go, that's nowhere in the book, man. Pick a topic out of the book, right? And that's come and gone. Leo Biscaglia, the hug doctor, and all that stuff. Living sober. So she brought up uh, uh, a guy I, I disliked for a long time, uh, uh, Eckhart Tolle, right? And she, said, and she said something about her friend bringing it up, living in the now, and that. And I go, well, that's all blah, blah, blah. And my daughter basically read me this paragraph again. And she said in just a couple of words, she goes, Dad, yeah, I know you don't like him, and I know you're defending AA and and our own material, but she says, do you realize that lots of newcomers that are scrambling to grab at straws have grabbed onto this, and it has helped thousands of people until they could get a footing in the big book? And I thought, you know, I I, I felt I I I was... put into a space of humility, which is called being humiliated, right? And uh, realize that what she said is, she goes, you know, the people that are reading these things, the newcomers that glean something positive, are getting stability, happiness, and usefulness from that now as they start to grow. And uh, so I, I, I had to reassess my position I went back and read a little bit because I'd read a book a long time ago, the most popular book, and uh, uh, and then found peace with myself, right? Unlike how everybody, you know, I'm pretty open, but if it, it seems like they're going to be uh, bumping our material for new material, I get kind of defensive, and I shouldn't be that way. Then last week, this woman heard me speak, and she comes up, and she goes, I'm so happy to listen to you. 
you remind me so much, everything you say reminds me so much of what Eckhart Tolle says. <laughs> okay, great, thanks God, beautiful. But that's, that's, it's an important thing to live by here at 30, 31 years, 13, three months, whatever for us, open-mindedness. I think, I think what this says to me is that, uh, you know, a lot of us, and, and, and I count myself in, in on this, uh, are very willing to spend a lot of energy and mind share on the things we hate or don't like <laughs> or don't believe. When, when what this book is trying to get us to do is to think, look inside and say, what is it you really do believe? Okay? And, and take that belief system, analyze it, uh, scrub it, make sure that it's worthwhile, and then follow it. And we're going to see that all throughout this book. So it's very easy to throw stones at something. It's very difficult. It's much more difficult, though much more rewarding, to take those stones and build something. That's right. That's right. It's the difference between hanging with a kid that is complaining about everything or a kid that is pointing out wonder everywhere they find it. And that, I'd rather you know, be an adult kid that looks for wonder and beauty rather than that complaining alcoholic little kid. Well, we know, I, I think we see that a lot in society today. You, know, sure you, you, you see a lot in the news about what people don't like. And what they hate and what they're furious about. But, but you see very little about what they really like and what uplifts them and what, what is, you know, joyful. And I remember taking um, beer runs on Sunday mornings at 1045 because the liquor store was going to be opening soon. And traffic to the right of me, to the left of me, and to the behind of me are these beautiful, wonderful Christian families with their children just dressed in their Sunday best, driving by the church and seeing them all outside. And these people are legitimately happy. The families are getting along. There's joy. And I am pointing out the dirt about it, making fun of these people, right? (laughs) How awful they are. Oh, But these people are happy, joyous, and free. And here I am on a beer run. Dying inside, miserable. Dying inside. You know? My, my wife, who's usually a very positive, very upbeat type person, came home last night and said, oh, I'm so frustrated. She said, I went to the, I went to the supermarket, and I wanted to buy these two <clears throat> things, and they didn't have either of them. And I said, sweetheart, come on now. You're not like that. You know, we're spoiled rotten in this country. We go to the grocery store, and there's an abundance of stuff out there. Other stuff. And yeah, all kinds of stuff. We don't wait in line to buy a pair of shoes, you know, a pair of plain brown shoes. We live in an abundance. She goes, you're right. She goes, I'm sorry. And she went and knelt down and said a prayer. And she said, I apologize. Do you think we take that attitude and as modern people like it just pointed out, you know, right? Comparing us to the ancients, that now we have so much abundance in modern times compared to how difficult it was to live in ancient times mm. and take all that and do we apply that to our own higher powers that like I only want this higher power and if I can't find that at the store right these two items if I can't find what I think God is then I don't want anything to do I want that higher power on and TV I, that's and I don't want you to have anything either by the way well, I, I, I think the reality in, in the past for, for a lot of us, and, and certainly historically, is there was only one religion, there was only one God on the shelf at the store. Right. And if you didn't buy that one, there was nothing else. God forbid you actually look inside yourself and say, what do I really believe? And then follow that. It just wasn't an option. 
which is what this is all about. I, 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 think, about. I think this book <clears throat> and, and this program really advocates just that. Look inside, see what you find. And that may be all as far as finding God that it advocates. Yeah. Look inside. Yeah, yeah. And Speaking of that, let's to segue to the top of page 50. Indeed, <clears throat> indeed we shall. Michael, Two part you're, a tough, question. you're a tough taskmaster, Master Mike. <laughs> Stay focused, Mike Chase. 1AB. Oh, well, it's a one two-part question. I'm sorry. Instead, we did what? We sometimes do what? What do you think, Doc? Instead, we looked at the human defects of these people and sometimes used their shortcomings as a basis of wholesale condemnation. When we accused others of being intolerant, what were we, Bill? We talked of intolerance while we were intolerant ourselves. <laughs> Why did we miss... I can't stand intolerant people. <laughs> oh, yeah. it just drives me crazy. I and just against I, corporal punishment, I think we should kill them all. No, it's, it's not that I can't stand them. I'm completely intolerant of people who are intolerant. Okay. Why did we miss the beauty of life, boys? Um, we missed the reality and the beauty of the forest because we were diverted by the ugliness of some of its trees. Just a couple of them. What have some of us never done? Oh, here's a punch in the <clears> nose. <throat> we never gave a spiritual side of life a fair hearing. We came yeah. in with all ideas and beliefs and stuck with them and had anger, frustration, and resentments. And this takes us directly back to William James and variety of religious experience that the material world, his conclusion was that, number one, the material world lives in a spiritual universe, and our material world derives its significance from that spiritual universe, not the other way around. And, and, and we never looked at it like that. <laughs> well, here it goes right back to we never gave uh, the spiritual side of life a fair hearing. I mean, we, we, I spent a lot of time prior to AA bashing religion and all this other, you know, the hypocrisy and everything. But I never really sat down and said, well, okay, so you don't like that. What do you like? Well, a nice bottle of scotch, an eight ball at a bar. I will talk religion to everyone, and I know the right way, the wrong way. And and we'd have endless hours talking about religion. We'd never got us anywhere. And I don't care care what your opinion is. I'll I'll argue the opposite side. And I'll go to the next bar, and they'll they'll have that. They'll take my lines and use them to argue my side. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll argue your side. I don't care. So one thing, this, this, I like one thing. I've got this in this next paragraph. Segue. Um, It also says when we speak from the podium too, you'll you'll figure out what this sort of segues into. Um, Bill, what will the reader find in our stories? I think it's Doc's turn. Uh, Is it in our personal stories? You will find a wide variation in the way each teller approaches and conceives of the power which is greater than himself. What was it like to have a spiritual connection? How did I lose my spiritual connection? What was it like without the spiritual connection? What brought me back to a spiritual connection? What it's like with a spiritual connection? And how can you know what your spiritual connection is unless you look at a few examples, which again is William James's book. And uh, you can also listen to it for free from YouTube if you don't like reading Next question. Do we have to agree with their approach, Bill? Whether we agree with a particular approach or conception seems to make little difference. What What has experience taught us? It really is. Oh, okay, go for it. It, It's an extremely important sentence because it's telling exactly what we've been talking about. 
that uh, look inside, find what you believe, and, and and as it tells us in step four, you know, set some sort of goals or, or for yourself, and then try to live up to those right. goals. Yeah, right. Which it calls an ideal later. An in ideal, places. exactly. But that sentence right there frees me from any organized religion at all. Frees me to go back to uh, 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 tradition four, right? I have the right to be wrong, even in my conception of God. Right. And nobody in or out of this program can tell me I'm doing it wrong. Because it says right here, I have proof in our literature, whether we agree with a particular approach or conception seems to make little difference in what? In the way this program works, right? You know, in it, finding God. It's funny. What you, you, what you guys or anybody else thinks or believes is really irrelevant to me. Although, although in practice, don't we spend a lot more time talking about what people should or shouldn't believe right. than, what we, than, than really thinking about what we need to do? It's not a you program. It's a me program. Yeah. And, that's, and I believe when, when I look for spiritual lectures on YouTube or something, I, mostly those speakers tend to start talking about other religions and what's wrong with them. And I, I, I have no desire to know what's wrong with them. Somebody else's thing. And in fact, in, in, and I also want to make clear to anyone who's new that the reason I keep bringing up uh, varieties of religious experience is because it was basically the book they were using, one of three books they were using before they wrote the big book, and it's the only book recommended by the big book that we should read. Absolutely. So it's not an outside book. I just want to be clear. If you go to Bill's story, don't. But if you go to Bill's story, Bill's stumbling block was Ebby bringing his concept of first century Christianity for Bill to have. In order to say, you have to have my so experience. So what do you do? He says, hey, dude, pick your own. And Bill chose. You don't have to pick mine. So the Anything theme, you want. Yeah, the theme of the big book is your, your concept, your decision. Like if we turn to page 46, it says, yes, we have agnostic temperament, have had these thoughts and experiences. Let us make haste to reassure you. We found that as soon as we were able to make, lay aside prejudices and express even a willingness to believe in a power greater in ourselves, we commenced to get results, even though it was impossible for us to fully define and comprehend the power which is God. Our own, farther down, our own conception, however inadequate, was sufficient to bring and make the approach and, and affect contact with him. Farther down, to those who earnestly seek it is open to wide, we believe, to all men. When therefore we speak to you of your God, we mean your own conception. Over and over right. and over. And then God makes himself known to, to me. the individual. I had somebody, a newcomer, say, I hate it when they use the term personal God. Right when God is, per- and they just did. There was something about that that rubbed them the wrong way, and so we read that together and said, "No, no, no, no. You're good. You don't have to worry. It's it's in you. It's your personal said. God, not my and personal it's, God. Right? It's not my personal God. It's your personal God. And it doesn't matter. It does. It also says. It, it says it makes a little difference whether this will work. It doesn't say there's a right or wrong to it either. I I would contend that. Probably, based on page 124, eventually the, the image, your conception, probably should have hands so that you can put your dark past in God's hands. And that can be whatever that conception is. But w- w- what I'm meaning from that is not physical hands, but some sort of sentient uh, existence, which you don't need when we're in we agnostics. That stuff that Michael just read. Really ruffled my feathers. <laughs> Just now or in the past? In the past. Thank oh, you. Oh, good. Because it stripped <laughs> me naked of all my good reasons 
to balk. Oh, very nice. There I was standing there, and it's like, duh, are you just being a jerk? You know what I mean? <laughs> well, it's I mean, not what AA does. It doesn't give us new thoughts and ideas, but it takes away our old ones. Yeah, yeah. It takes away And allows us to replace them with new ideas. A program of subtraction. Yeah, yeah. You know, I, I have these conversations. I've been a member of a couple of churches in my past few years, and they always like to make comments on, you know, how amazing AA is, and it's so nice to see you bringing, you know, people to God, and, and I always, you know, point out to him, it's like, remember, you know, it's not my purpose to get these guys to become members of our church. Right. My, this is not, and they're like, one of them was just like, sort of like, befaffled by that. My most current one, he's like, completely on board with that. He says, wherever they want to go, whether it's the Jewish God, the Muslim God, the Hindu God, a Buddhist God... Whatever direction they go, that's what your job is, to help them find it. It's like, that's exactly what this book is, is to help all these knuckleheads find a spiritual experience that makes them happy and comfortable. So when they sit down and meditate, they're not feeling shame, guilt, or remorse. They're feeling connection. And, and, And you know, anciently, the prophets and holy men all carried that same message. Yeah. Yeah. You know, from Jesus to Muhammad, Moses, they all carried that message, which is not you can have any God you want, but right, God God will make Himself known to you, and then follow Him. You know, the interesting thing I found is I can argue for a half an hour about why there is no God, and it's all a bunch of bull, and this, that, and the other thing, and rant and rave about why all the hypocrisy and everything. And I feel I don't feel good. I feel less right. good. Right. Okay, but if I spend some time thinking about well, what is really God? You know, just you know, wandering around in my brain thinking about it. I do feel a little more lighter and a little more uplifted. It's funny how that works. Do you know what really feels good? Reading a book one-on-one with a, with a sponsee, letting God work through you to help them discover God. That Rush is that when I feel the God. In. When Rush the God flows through in. us, yeah. that's when we feel You know, Bill, what you say about feeling good and feeling bad, and it's, it, it really is that I think the world we live in, this material world we live in, that perception is almost everything. I can look and see how dirty filthy, awful, just torturous this world is. Or I can look on the other side and see how beautiful and lovely and wonderful this world is. It it may be, I'm not certain, I can't measure it, it may be almost equal, but certainly um, where I put my, focus my attention is what my reality is going to be. Who who said reality is irrelevant, perception is everything? And who controls perception? Who, 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 who controls it. perception? You know, I've said it once. <laughs> to be is to be perceived. So considering how the book is God's way to get through to us, let's go to the next paragraph. What a, what a concept, Michael. Yeah. The question, and you guys got to find this one. It's in that one paragraph. What has experience taught us, Bill? Uh, where are we? On, <laughs> on one proposition? Yeah, let's go. Let's start at that. In our personal, I'm going to start from the top. What will the reader find in our stories? Doc. And where are we? In our personal stories. In our oh, pers- oh, we're going back. Okay. Yeah. In our personal stories, you will find a wide variation in the way each teller approaches and conceives of the power which is greater than himself. Bill, do we have to agree with their approach? Whether we agree with a particular approach or conception seems to make little difference. What has experience taught us? Experience, that's uh, uh, religious experience, spiritual experience, has taught us that there are matters about which, for our purpose, we need not be worried. Who must answer these questions? 
They are questions for each individual to settle for himself. Amen. Next paragraph. By the way, this little box is, I got this one boxed off, and it's my first 67, the We Believe box. Oh, uh, that's really good. I like that. Do we agree on anything? This is, once again, whenever they're talking about do we or we and us in the book, they're, they're referring to the first 67 to 100. Of, you know, every once in a while, AA goes on and changes it to 1,000 or a couple hundred and stuff like that. It, just take it back. We're talking those first 67 that Bill was working on. And I've pointed out before, imagine how God-dependent they had to be to blaze the trail. Yeah. Because they really didn't even know if this was going to work. You know, they were going month to month and year to year, and they didn't know if, if, if there was a one-year limit on it, a five-year limit on it. After 10 years, mm-hmm. you got bored with it, and alcoholism took you over again. They didn't know. They had to really rely on God. Uh, we're going to get to that next So week. next paragraph, <laughs> here we Leap go. Leap of faith thing, you know? Okay. Um, so on Just like if, if you take Aunt Mary's fudge and decide to add pecans, it's no longer Aunt Mary's fudge, is it? Well, that's it? right. So we don't I, I would have said a margarita and added <laughs> a dash of Tabasco. Then it's, it's then no it's longer a salsa. Margarita. All right, that's a, next bunch of, question. that's a bunch of fudge. Okay, next question. On one proposition, oh, that's what I'm supposed to. Do we yeah. agree on anything? Yes. On one proposition, however, these men and women, thank you, are strikingly agreed. What is the one thing all recovered alcoholics agree on? Every one of them has gained access to and believes in a power greater than himself. And they refer to this as recovered. That's what they have in common. What produced this phenomenal agreement? This power, with a capital P, has in each case accomplished the miraculous, the humanly impossible. What are we going to do now, Bill? As the celebrated American statesman put it, let's look at the record. And who said that, Bill? Uh, a, a New York governor, wasn't it? Was it? Cuomo? I miss Steve jo- Johnny S. Johnny Walker? Steve S. would have known who that was. Hats off well, to he Steve. He was a mayor. Right? Next paragraph. Wait, it was a mayor, yeah. Next paragraph. I, I'm glad oh. that you Oh, yeah, this is a good paragraph. Jump on it. belief. Uh-huh. Right? Because that is where, where we had that. But I, this paragraph that follows, half at the bottom and half at the top of 51, I have all boxed off as an example of what faith is, how it works, and the lack of it. So faith is a big belief before it, and faith I call that, it. that is the it box. That is the it the box. It, it what, how it's it the, works. It's the relationship we're, we're aiming for, why we missed it, and how it comes into play. It's, it's, it's powerful. powerful. So Bill, whose record are we going to look at? I, I, I would say, let's look at the record. It sounds like a Teddy Roosevelt type of bully-bully kind of uh, All right, buck, right, buck stops okay. here. Okay. Whose record are we going to look at? Here are thousands of men and women, worldly indeed. What do we, what do the docs say focus? What do they declare? What besides believing in and having certain attitude is necessary and Ooh, there's a lot of questions. There has been a revolution change in what? They flatly declare that since they have come to believe in a power greater than themselves, to take a certain attitude toward that power, and to do certain simple things, there has been a revolutionary change in their way of living and thinking. Back which in- thinking is that ego thing you just said of figuring stuff out and doing this and setting and living outside of the moment, in the future, generating fear, doubt, and worry. That's all my thinking, right? 
or Wait, not just alcoholic thinking, human thinking. Next question. No matter how bad it got, what happened? In the face of collapse and despair, in the face of the total failure of their human resources, they found that a new power, peace, happiness, and sense of direction flowed into them. Something just flowed into you, Bill. Yeah, that, that, I, these, I don't think it God. was peace and or power. Or flowed out of you, one of the two. No, no, I, don't, I, don't, I don't think it was peace and power. Oh, my God. When did these remarkable promises take place? Okay, I'm completely lost here. Remember this happened as soon. In the face of... No, no this no. happened. Okay, but it flowed into them. This, this ha- happened yeah. soon after they were wholeheartedly met, soon after they wholeheartedly met a few simple requirements. Now, back then, they didn't have the 12 Steps of Alcoholics Anonymous. They didn't have the program of Alcoholics Anonymous. They were referring to the Oxford style of recovery, and that was based with guideposts, the four absolutes. So if you live by the four absolutes, use them as just guides right, to as, progress as, to. As moral bumpers. Like right. the steps don't keep me in line. They point me to a power which right. keeps me well, in line. Well, the book calls, actually the book calls them uh, guideposts. Guideposts. Right? So the mile markers. Mm-hmm. Where are we in our spiritual development? And I believe that each step, if I, if I do it correctly, the only possible next action I could take would be the next step. At, right, the next step. If I've written a fourth step completely, the next thing and prayed for them, you know, to forgive them, the next step is going to be I, I, I need to sit down and talk this out with someone. Or or eight, right? The next logical thing is well, I need spoilers. To or or six and seven work on getting rid of them. Yeah, yeah. right. Well, question right. for and, it. And be willing to wait till God does it and listen for God. Yeah. yeah. You're giving away spoilers. We're not in that part of the book. <laughs> Remember when this book came out, they didn't have the 12 steps sure written up on the walls. They, sure they didn't know what was coming. They weren't scared. They They're didn't just... have the six yet from, you had to be shown. Okay. Once confused and baffled, here come to understand the reasons for what, Bill? Once confused and baffled by the seeming futility of existence, they show the underlying reasons why they were making heavy going of life. Ignoring the problems caused by our drinking, what did they come to come to see clearly? Okay, I, by the way, it's Alfred E. Smith who said it. Okay. Uh, he was, a, as you correctly Governor of out, New York? Governor of New York. Past governor of New York. Alfred so, E. Newman? Alf, that's why I can remember it yeah. now forever, because it's Alfred E. Okay. Smith. Ignoring the problems caused by a drink and Doc, what did they come to see clearly? Uh, am I once confused or am leaving I leaving aside? Leaving, leaving aside, aside the drink question. This is really important, too. Leaving aside the drink question, they tell us why living was so unsatisfactory. So, three-part malady. Spiritual malady, mental obsession, physical allergy. What are they referring to there? Well, I, we've left aside the drink, so it's all spiritual. The soul sickness. It's, it's, yeah, and that is where my mind is. It's where my personality is. It's where I exist as... as as myself, where well, self re- exists. Remember, after page 45, they don't really talk about alcohol. They talk about finding that power, the power to change. And, and which, which is perfect because... That can still restore us to sanity. I've yeah. said before, that, that first step is so depressing that had, they, had, I, had this organization been one that you have to buy your way in or work your way up to different levels and they'd only show you the steps at different levels, I would have never made it because that first step 
is it's hopeless. It completely is completely hopeless. It is. But thank God that they go, no, 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 we got three, four, and, and this is where we are in two right now and kind of moving into three. They don't even know we're in a step in the book right now. They no, don't they, even know they're no, in a step. No. What they do what we did though is is according to Plato, right, is back here on page forty eight or forty seven. No, forty eight is where it was aporia. Aporia is the violence that that strikes somebody so they become willing to start an education. Right? So that we slam into the wall or hit or bottom, as we open. say, all of a sudden it says right here, face, no, it said, it finally beat us into a state of reasonableness. Let's finish this paragraph real quick, then we can have a, a close down. What did they demonstrate, Bill? They show how they came, how they, the change came over them. Came Two over them, question. right? Yeah. Not how they changed themselves. How the right. change came over them. What is it that many recovered alcoholics are able to say and B, what do they present? When many hundreds of people are able to say, and today it's millions, yeah, are able to say that the consciousness of the presence of God is today the most important fact of their lives, they present a powerful reason why one should have faith. And I think, I think consciousness is, is an important word here because God has always existed. I just, my consciousness was slim to none, okay? And what we're trying to do is build a consciousness of this power such that I can utilize it in my daily living. Absolutely. Yeah. Because our consciousness, if we look at it, Jung used the word conscious to represent pretty much the same thing that Freud used the word ego for, which we use the word ego for self with a capital S, and yet... We still, and which all of those were, were out of control for us. And yet, when we do find this higher power, where does he connect with us? Through that. Mm-hmm. Through the thing that's trying to kill us, our consciousness, our self, our self-centeredness, e- egocentricness, right? It comes in and our consciousness, now rather than being about all those things out there and about me, suddenly becomes God-consciousness. And all the rest of it goes away. I mean, it's, it's, it's an important change of the entire center of the universe, right? Well, oh, the, center, the center of the universe is no longer me. It's no longer me. But, but it is. But it's deep in me, long, way past my body, way past my psyche, my soul. Let me be more clear. And my, my ego... Right is not the center of the right, universe. Right. You know, thank God for ego. You know, if I didn't have ego, I wouldn't, you know, properly take care of myself. Well, but ego is, is important to help us to survive and thrive and function. But it's also much like a screaming baby, demanding, wanting, a insati- insati- <laughs> insatiably, okay? And I believe, I be- my personal belief is that spirit was given to us to balance that out. To, to have some kind of manageability asserted on ego so that, so that we can function uh, most effectively. And I would go farther and say that um, step 11 and, and what's reflected in the 12 and 12 on step 11 and what uh, uh, Varieties of Religious Experience talks about is the more we can separate from ego through meditation, the closer we come to a connection with God 
because that ego is still running, as you say, like a baby, out of control of us. And the smaller we can get it, and yeah, I also believe that you can't fill a vessel all the way to the top and, and, and it be practical. That there's probably going to have to be some room to move it around. And therefore, myself still has to exist. I'll never be able to completely separate from it because I do need to, to uh, uh, hygiene and, and care for, the, have self-realization to some point. But that's what it talks about in step 11, that that correct weaving of self-appraisal, prayer, and meditation becomes the unshakable foundation. In a word, balance. Yeah, balance. Perfect balance. You know, I, I don't know if this comes from teachers, parents, neighbors, or psycho movies, but I, I hear this comment, have you no conscience, young man? Have you no conscience? And I, and I look back in the stories, it says here, in our stories we'll tell how wide variation in the way the teller approached and conceives the power which is greater than himself. I know that when I was raised, I was raised by kind, loving, compassionate Christian parents that taught me that lying, cheating, stealing was wrong and not the right way to do. But I discovered the, the magic of stealing, the magic of lying, and the magic of manipulation. And somewhere along that way, I lost my conscious contact with God, which is good and bad. So I have no conscience because I, I ignore that right, that no gut because no that gut that says don't do this. But and, I was never but, I, but I was never free from the pangs of conscience. That was the guilt and shame that came yep. from it. I would drink yep. that away. Yep. Now yep. being recovered, I have I know the difference between right and wrong and I sense it. I start going down that road and it's like well, like when we first got sober, look at the shit we got away with, right? The longer you've been, it's right and wrong. You can only go that road a little bit before you have to stop. That's why I say God God made me drink and drug. He did. <laughs> it's those pangs of conscience, that, that, that unrelenting desire to be connected to me that I had to drown out. Okay? It's like, you bastard. I'm trying to, I'm trying to shut you up. And he's going, no, but I'm, I'm here. I'm here. You know? So, you well, didn't get a, Doc, you got two minutes. Doc, two minutes. Wrap us up on this, and then you get two minutes to wrap us up. And we're I, I recall, <clears throat> I, was, I was a terrible criminal, but I recall at one point where I was stealing from everybody and uh, sitting with somebody at a bar and telling them proudly that I had burned my conscience away. Mm-hmm. That I had no conscience and no feeling for anybody, and yet I was probably the loneliest guy you would ever talk to. I mean, I was pangs of conscience. Not only that, just this feeling of being, which, which eventually, I'm going to side note, this takes us to a place where that feeling of aloneness disappears. But I was so alone in my search for God, in what I thought was faith in my complaining about everything and being completely egocentric. I, I, I had nowhere to go, and it was some of these pages that I lived through before I read the pages. Luckily. Through, through grace. Through right. grace. God just, as you say, God made you drink. I thank God I'm an alcoholic because I had to live through this or he, die. He, he I love me, that you wrapped up on grace. Bill, two minutes, take he, us he, out. He made me drink until he beat me into a sense <laughs> of reasonableness, you know. I, I, you know, I, I bought into step one, and, and, I, and I did 
kind of buying. I, I, I believed or was willing to believe that a power greater than ourselves, but I just didn't know how to go about it. And thank God for this chapter to give me some guidelines, not only of what others have done successfully, but the struggles that others have. Because I'm, I didn't feel so alone, like I'm some kind of freaking idiot, okay? Uh, and and uh, I, I kind of like you were talking about Mike when you Mike when you read that piece. You know, it just kind of stripped me of my defenses. And I basically said, "Okay, <laughs> let me think about it. Okay, let me see what it is I really believe." And and how does that how does that connect with the what they're trying to show me in this program? You were talking about step eleven. I believe that everything we do before step eleven is to set us up. For step eleven, that's beautiful. Yeah, and and I I'm on face value. I've never really heard that, but on face value, it sounds like I think I'm going to agree on that, and I'm going to, without trying to be funny, I'm going to meditate on that exactly. Well, I don't I don't believe you. We work step twelve. No. I, be, I believe live we it. live step twelve. Right. Oh, yeah, if right. you're Nine not and twelve, are very similar in. If you're not if you're not living step twelve. You probably need to go back and take a look at some of the other steps. Amen. That's right. Read a vision for you and find out where you're going wrong. Yeah. yeah. So if you are living 12, it kind of leads you right back to one where you're in this place of neutrality and, and protected and you realize you're completely powerless. Now that I understand the power, I can see how, as an alcoholic, I'm powerless. So tonight got us all... Fired up, ready to go. Check back next week because it's the, the, if you want to read ahead, there's some amazing stuff. Over that we're gonna, already? I know. They don't have four-hour meetings anymore. So uh, we're going to start wrapping up. I think we should make this a pork chop meeting and okay. bring everybody bring a covered dish. Okay. Closing guide for Vision for You, page 164, Doc. God will constantly disclose more to you and to us. Ask him, please, in your morning meditation, which you can do each day for the man who is still sick. The answers will come if your own house is in order. But you obviously cannot transmit something you haven't got. See to it that your relationship with him is right, and great events will come to pass for you and for countless others. This is the great fact for us. Abandon yourself to God as you understand God. There's that sneakiness again. Admit your faults to him and to your fellows. Clear away the wreckage of your past. Give freely of what you find and join us. We shall be with you in the fellowship of the Spirit, and you'll surely meet some of us as we trudge the road of happy destiny. I thought it said the road to happy destiny. No, no, it says uh, happy destiny is a small small trailer park in Nevada. It is the practice of the Fort Lauderdale primary purpose big book study group for group members sponsors to introduce their new sponsees by dragging them in with their uh, in chains and presenting them with a sponsorship slap. You're going to like you're going to like when we do. Can I see a show of hands of people in the sponsorship phase ready and willing to sponsor? Who's sponsor? Who needs who who's able Chris? Who's sponsoring? Joey, Fred, Hire. You've done your ninth step. Okay. You ought to have somebody, right? Bill, Doc, <laughs> your hands up? No. Okay. Can't, I can't put my hand up. Is, is anyone in need of a big a sponsor? Check out with the people in your home group, uh, some of the people on Zoom. Uh, by Hopefully by July 15th, we should be having minimal 
physical meetings again. So I swear, flesh and bone. I, we call flesh them and flesh bone. And bone. I swear, I get more out of sponsoring than I than I provide. So if you don't have a sponsor, please go find a sponsor. There may be some guy Sponsing. out there who really needs your help. Yeah. Well, and and if I may add, what you just said, if we look at any of the ancient wisdom figures, right from for philosophy to science, they all had protégés. Mm-hmm. And the, the, I, I believe that that is because by trying to teach what you know, it solidifies it in your mind, and then you become a better human being yourself. So yeah. Aristotle yeah. having his own students, his own protégés, and Plato... When and God better, flows through you, and God it flows sticks. You. I've never learned so much as when I've done a series. Yeah, if, I, and I keep remembering all the stuff I forgot. If you would like <laughs> to become a member of this group, please join us here after the meeting to fill out a membership card. Can all home group, Can all home group members raise your hands? Great. We'll see you here right after I help take down the room. Sweep up. Thanks for joining us tonight. Hope to see Sweet you next week. Also, don't forget, this Thursday evening is the world-famous Alcoholics and God Speaker Step Workshop. Actually, it's the Alcoholics and God Speaker Traditions Workshop this session. Starting at 7.15. Uh, Zoom room opens at 6.45. Yeah, we, we, we the same place. You'll check out our Zoom numbers are everywhere. And can I do a call for the... I know you're speaking somewhere else, right? Where are you no, 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 no. I, I, I have a Zoom meeting on Thursday nights. We're doing a step study. Well, don't talk about that one. He's got one. Okay, next. <laughs> but I'm, I'm wondering, Mike, who could you possibly get to come on Thursday nights who could do a whole hour on traditions? Who? Who? Doc. <laughs> yeah, but I, and what's really amazing is that when you come in and do the your reading of the traditions, you're, you're taking it from an entire different viewpoint, which is beautiful. I mean, it, there's so much to unpack in these uh, in, in this program, this divinely inspired program. There is, and I think it's really cruel of Mike to give me only five minutes. Yeah, I do too, but... I, I, there I, is, I, you know, well, I was gonna say about you stick around time. long enough, the creek don't rise and the good Lord don't take you home, maybe yeah. you'll be doing that someday. If you want to learn more <clears throat> about how to meditate... Uh, Wednesday night, Little River Group, you can get down there early, grab a seat from somebody before they get there. We also, I guess they're Zooming it. They're also Zooming. So You can contact... Me or Mike Chase or or Christopher, you know. reach out to. So this is where the part where we wrap up. Um, everybody, let's wait. We're seventy-five feet away from the doors to vape, smoke, and take your masks off. Wait till your alone social distancing is still a thing. We're going to close with the Lord's I prayer. I just want to be clear about one thing: the, listen to your Thursday night study because my Zoom step study is a closed meeting. Oh, okay, ah, very okay. good. That so, makes sense. So if you haven't signed up with it already. You're out of luck, yeah. but you're not completely out of luck. Right. You still, still you have, have a you have a you have a great alternative. Also, if you're a Zoomin person, if you go on Facebook and sign up for the Fort Lauderdale Primary Purpose Big Book Study Group or the Alcoholics and God private web pages, you have the option to watch these videos Is at vaping? your leisure. Is vaping still a thing. Vaping, vaping holics. So. Um, hey, Doc, let's all f- hush and focus for a second. You know, what I, was, you know what I was thinking tonight on the way here? <laughs> I, I, I'm sorry, Mike, but I got to say this. I got to say this. You know how at the end of 2019, everybody was saying, I'm so glad 2019's over with, with all the garbage that was happening in 2019. I can't wait for 2020 to start. And this and, has been the craziest and, year oh in my God. society, right? Yeah. This, this, this year has Remember been the so... good old days in 2019? Yeah. yeah. Remember the days when you didn't have to meditate? So, 
let's take a moment. Um, who's going to bring us from shame to grace? Our Father. Our Father, who, who art in heaven, heaven hallowed be thy, thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. See you guys Thursday, Monday. Drive safely, wear a mask, and live Wash happy joys and free. Thank you, gentlemen. Heart is heavy, soul is thirsty, body's aching. I am desperately in need of restoration. Yeah, and I am ready. You to take me higher, yeah. The only thing that I can do is keep on praying. Cause on my own, I just can't get it right. It doesn't matter how hard I try, but with you, I become a much stronger man. These possessions that I have amount to nothing at all.
Chase, here's that song you've been asking me for for a million years. I finally pulled it out the pulled it out the corners of my mind, and um, here you go. Time in my life 
are green now, growing vines. They twist and turn each way, flowers blooming all the time right outside my door. Change everything to realize that today is the best day of my life. Cause this broken man I traveled far and wide through the great divide through his own heart. Yeah. Just about to smile. So I face each day in a brand new way. Show up and plug in my guitar. And I play my songs. And people sing along. And stomp their feet and raise their arms. And here in this moment that we share. The fog is lifted, see the light, count my blessings when I go to sleep at night, and I dream now. Ten years old, that song is. God bless. I love you, Mike Chase. Bye. I think you know this one, don't you?